Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Welcome back to Projectile Lunchcast, episode 16. Uh, my name is Marcel, and I am, as usual, stoked to be here with uh, Matthew. Two eights make 16. What? Two eights make 16. Okay. Uh, with Basti. Uh, okay. Hi, hi. And once again, unfortunately, with Richard. Sweet 16. So, Richard, um, did, you, did you enjoy last week's episode as a listener? I, I was supposed to listen to it? Was this your feeble attempt at humor? Or? Uh, it was fantastic. I really liked that you guys talked about games. There's a lot of games. Okay, very nice. Right? Yes. Fantastic. So uh, we thought to ourselves that it would be kind of, you know, because we are, uh, some of us are of the older generations. Some of us are really young. Very, very sadly looking at Matt over here. Retired console. <laughs> and uh, we thought, hey, maybe it would be fun if every week we fondly, very briefly, fondly remember an older game um, that came out you know, on, on that day. And uh, as this episode is coming out October 17th, um, that marks the 13th anniversary of Bully. Which is personally my favorite Rockstar open world game. That's actually. your favorite Rockstar game. It's my favorite wow. Rockstar open world game. Or as maybe for some people in some parts of the world, it was Canis Canem Edits. Dog Eats Dog in Latin, because that's fancy. Did they, what, did they change the name of the game? It was Bully everywhere, or was it that? No, everywhere? in some parts it was that name. Because there was a, there was a sh- cry out from politicians that this game promotes bullying, obviously. <laughs> as the name Bully. <laughs> they did a lot of research. They did a lot of research. They saw the name. They learned this about a kid in school. Bully might uh, he, be about bully. At, at he it was what was his name? Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. I think he was at Bullworth mm. Academy, but he was also being bullied and bullied in turn. It's it's a doggy dog world, so I think that's where it comes from. And he had to go to class. He had to go to class. Yeah, it was my, it, maybe you know I'm I'm kind of like unusual there. My my two favorite rock star games personally. Table tennis. Are uh, Max Payne three. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you want to count? Do, do the Remedy games count? I guess they do because they were published by Rockstar. Well, I mean, they, they, like they have internal. I would count yeah. the ones that they made. Okay, well, deep, like so, my favorite Rockstar games are the Max Payne games and Bully. That is the I think the only Rockstar open world game that I got a hundred percent on. Like I did everything. Yeah, I don't, think you, everything. I don't think you can count Max Payne Two as a Rockstar game. Why? Because it's you know it's a Remedy game. Well, then it's Max Payne Three. That's, that's a, Max Payne Three game. is still it's still it's a great game. It's a rock star. It's game. a really good game. Do you, gonna, do you guys know? Was there uh, any any time in the past a point where they talked about the potential sequel to Bully? Or yeah, I think I feel like. I mean, it was like, like it last week time, was yeah. like, roughly last week was the last time that some some leaked stuff from Bully was shown again or discussed from Bully. Oh, I need to check on that because of, I mean that is something where I think it's really really sad that the Bully never got a sequel, especially with the more HD. Yeah, they did a remaster, later console. Right? Yeah, I'm not talking about, about a yeah, remaster, yeah, of course, like of course, a full-on yeah. sequel. Sure. Yeah, there is. Uh, it, it feels like roughly every three months or so, there's a, a Reddit or 4chan leak or something that details what Bully Two is going to be. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe did, one of these, these one, of, one of them will, will manifest. Did Dan Hauser was Dan Hauser involved in that? Do you know that project? Because he went to a really elite. He went to St Paul's School, which isn't interesting. I guess by the cathedral in in London. Okay. Uh, and he also went to Oxford after that. So he's he's exactly the sort of person you'd want to make a game about a um, kind of that kind of school. You do you know? think? Uh, do you think Sam or Sam Hauser like that's a self-insert character? Do you think he's Jimmy? I, I, so, I imagine uh, Jimmy's Mary Sue. Yeah. Dan Hauser. 
So a Danhauser is listed on Wikipedia as, as a writer on the game. I don't know if, yeah. if they both... This was back in the day when it felt like Rockstar was doing several games at once, where it seems right now that pretty much yeah. the entirety of Rockstar just works on one game and you know GTA Online. So, two, so yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, this for a while there they had like a really productive run where it felt like every year almost there was at least one Rockstar game. Sure. When you had you know like you had Bully, what was it like Midnight Run? Yeah. The Smuggler's Run it was called Smuggler's Run. S- um, where there was those racing games? There was a Midnight Manhunt. Was it was popping out? What was the ones from from Rockstar San Diego? Um, the the illegal street racing. Project Gotham Racing. No, no, that wasn't no. there. But they, yeah, table tennis, like they did. I bought table tennis. Like, table, it's, it's a good, it's a good, uh, good ping pong game. But yeah, um, this uh, segues very nicely into the actual topic of today, uh, bully, because we're talking about bullying, open world. Ga- yes, bullying, bullying Richard for being unhumorous. <laughs> no, that was last episode. Oh, you yeah, gotta yeah, go with yeah, the yeah, times, man. My bad. No, we're talking about open world games, um, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so Richard, uh, you you get the the first. Opi- the right of first interjection. My first the, the use prima interjection to go back to that. Now, what's your favorite? Like, what, you know, what's, what would be your first thought on? Hey, we're talking about rock stars. Got them open world games today. I mean, rock Rockstar is is kind of the thing. I think they've uh, they've made a few yeah. slightly popular open world games. Yeah, there's some relation there. I think Matt's gonna gonna tell me a little more about what what makes them special. But I I <laughs> I would hope that uh, that you would agree. like I I I I think they're they're kind of the benchmark. For, for open world stuff, um, there's there's been a lot of other things. I, I mean, who was we the, say baseline on this podcast? The baseline, not the benchmark. Yeah, who's who's the like looking back at the memories of open world? It's 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 probably just tropes and stuff. Like I remember the um, the uh, see that mountain over there, which Kojima just did again for oh, yeah. the uh, for the video. Of Death what, what was the joke? See that uh, mountain over there? You can climb it. But like he did that exact oh, line I, I thought the meme. No, I thought the meme was like. Uh, See that mountain over there, and then Blizzard sells you go kill ten of them. <laughs> um, um, was what uh, Bethesda says you can go there, and Bioware says you can fuck it. <laughs> That's like yeah. a different, you know, Western big romance. RPG. The mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I like the idea that you the, the twist on it might be like you see that mountain over there. Mm-hmm. I bet you can't get there. Yeah, and it's like. There's some, there's some, you know, there's something, there's some reason, there's some reason to do with the world that prevents you, because because that's the thing about open worlds, you can just mostly just go anywhere, and sometimes it feels like a bit. I don't want to get too far into this already, but like it does feel like a bit of a, you know, a bit of a free for all, really. Well, they did, uh, they did that in Morrowind. Uh, you couldn't go to the volcano. Yeah, that to me, you I like see that, that mountain. No, you don't see that mountain because you can't see ten feet in front of your face. <laughs> True. But then I think I think that was that I'm I'm trying to like like usually when we when we bring up a topic like this I try to remember like the the earliest time that I really loved that concept and I I'm sure it'll pop into my head but I think earliest right now would probably be playing Morrowind back when there was no map icons or objectives. Dagger four. It was like go to this brown tree, turn left at this brown mountain, and and don't get killed by cliff races. I played a little bit of Daggerfall, but I wouldn't. I don't think I was I was able to grasp. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a th- like the thing is with Morrowind. If if you think about like everyone has this fond memory of Morrowind being incredibly huge, but it is still because it's an island, yeah, very confined, and there's a lot of nothing. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, yeah. no, I wouldn't even say that. Like, I think that's that's what they learned from Daggerfall. Like, Daggerfall is a ton of just random madness. I think Daggerfall is also the issue that the map itself is a lot of that is procedurally generated when you load yeah. up the game. Yeah. So But I mean like you look at like lessons learned and what they're doing and god man Morrowind is really hard to go back and play vanilla and all that but I, I don't think the the uh, the map is anything to do with like each of those each of those kind of caves and little hidden, yeah, hidden yeah. spots is bespoke. It's still I, I think Morrowind is um, not necessarily because of the open world but the best uh, storytelling yeah, sure. story in all Elder Scrolls games. It's really good. Yeah. Is it talking about like the region and Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind? Yes. Yeah. Just just so we got to keep Marcel safe in his time bubble. What are those land strider things called? Those Silt big, striders. Yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome. Oh, the big the fast travel, yeah. Ooh. Fast travel. And cliff racers. Everyone loves cliff racers. Nobody loves cliff racers. God, I, yeah. You can, you can make the same potion that that guy did in the beginning to just jump and kill yourself accidentally. The thing is, was it was Morrowind the, the beginning or what was the beginning of that? 
a player fantasy of you can go everywhere and do anything you want. I think this is what defines open world in a sense. Yeah. I mean, well, they had it. Like you look at old, old, older Fallout. You yeah. Know, Fallout one and two had had a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely I think that 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 it would be remiss without saying that Elder Scrolls did a lot to to popularize it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Oblivion was was also in the same vein of go see that mountain climate, you know, and Skyrim is still still making that cash today. I mean, that's pretty much the games that they are still making, right? Is is just kind of open world and then we populated it. I'll, I'll probably pointing out uh, because it may be lesser known to our international friends and listeners. Yeah. Gothic. Gothic uh, came out before Morrowind. Right. Yeah. I believe. True. It, or I, I think the, the, it, it was not quite as open world like it was more confined but yeah. it was still Very this idea of world, like yeah. this is this world you can go around anywhere and if somebody's a high level he will fuck you up but you so can go there. What grade in, in German uh, elementary school do they force you all to play Gothic? Because I've not met a German that hasn't played Gothic. Mm, fifth grade, I would yeah. say. Like you got to take well, like middle or, middle or, school, middle the, 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 like joining middle school. That would be like the the. the I think I was like seventeen when it came out. So I, the, the, I was the, just about finishing school. Was it that late? No, when was uh, Gothic One released? Google through that. Two thousand one, according to Wikipedia. Ooh, it's too quick. Wow, I thought I, w- I would have been younger. No, I, 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 I doubt you've ever been young. young. True. But yeah, so yeah, it was not like when I think about Gothic, I think about like around 14, 15 or whatever, but apparently not. Interesting. So Gothic for for you guys was more the big open world thing because I don't think that landed. I, I don't uh, remember. No, 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 not even like, no, but like uh, I, I think personally for me, I think really the first time it was like, holy shit, this open world is crazy. Well, there was also um, Ultima Ascension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I quite liked, which I think I'm the vast minority among humanity with that one. <laughs> no. Um, what year did, I, I upgraded um, my PC for that. What year did uh, GTA 3 come out? Like the first oh. 3D? Uh, GTA 3 came GTA out uh, 2001. Yeah. Because I got my first console that Christmas alongside GTA. Yeah. That, was a, that was a big one too. That was a big one too. Uh, yeah. I think that was like the, the first thing probably like with, with what people like the idea that people have today of, of open world. Came from, that theory came from really GTA. was yeah. like, like mainstream. I think was GTA three, right? Wow, yeah, could be. Yeah, I, I, I would I would argue so. Yeah, because I, I can see that. I mean, you know, as you said, like there's just some niche stuff. Like you know, some uh, yes, uh, Fallout has like an open world, but you know, it's not that that continuous open world. It's like a map that you can travel to a lot of places, right? Yeah, I, yeah. And, and of course, the same thing with Baldur's Gate. Like you can travel all along the sword coast, First but you travel game. to map. But like you know, just walking endlessly until the end of the world. This is true. Yeah. Yeah, you, I think uh, yeah, I think like GTA three really established that as an idea like for mainstream gaming. You're right. You need to you need to kind of draw a line in the sand because I mean I think we can always throw stuff out like well, you there's know, a lot of like, sand in Fallout. There's not any sand in in GTA, but I mean you gotta you gotta draw that line because like uh, you can sit here and and have people screaming about like Link's Awakening or you know anything with an overworld or or a lot of things where you can kind of tackle things out of order. But um, as far as as far as what I'm, I'm, I'm guessing we'll get into, like the like what makes this kind of thing be an, be an open world, like getting really specific about Should it. Should we like, say 3D open world, maybe? 3D open world, yeah, does you that, could do. That, that I, could no, like I mean, I'm saying like like um, like it's more than just uh, than just having the ability to uh, do things out of order, you know? Like like was uh, so yeah yeah was, was linked to the past open world. Are we talking about multiplayer as like you know like because like, I mean open world and linear is different, right? Because otherwise yeah. Mega Man is that's right, a non-linear right, sure, game. Sure. But, but yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there's. Well, I, I would the most of, go. What, what multiplayer can we think? What about of? Like, like what about Destiny or something? or something like? Because obviously, like it is an open world. Like you go around. And, uh, I wouldn't. Mm, I, don't, I wouldn't call Destiny an yeah, open world game. I think it's weird. It's weird in the sense uh, of how they do it. Like, and that, that's that's another interesting way to kind of break that up because, like in Destiny, you are you are uh, loading screen traveling. To these to these areas, like you're never just right. going to be walking along, uh, kind of seamlessly from from one area to the next. Yeah, there's also not much like off the beaten path, right? I right. mean, you have areas which are like a small sandbox there's... bubble where there are certain tasks and stuff you can do. But if you decide to go to the right, like first, um, you will 
encounter in Destiny still a lot of levels which are like tunnel-like where oh yeah this is a valley and then the valley opens up in a little bit bigger area where there are a few events or whatever and then I have two like tunnel-like valley entrances into the next like uh, kind of yeah, a little bit yeah I I'm, I think I think the better the better barrier for you is that is that once you're in these destinations like let's say you're on the newly released moon and you want to do a story mission you are walking up to an object and hitting square to start the story mission which loads you into a a different scenario, different place. Yeah, can you explore for long? Just like sure. okay, I'm, I'm just spending time sure. now, two hours in Destiny, just exploring my surroundings. So a lot to to you will encounter or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say yeah. I would I would just I say think we're legally obliged to warn people that it's haunted. The moon is haunted, so Thanks. don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I wouldn't say that you're going to do it in the same way that you would uh, you would a uh, Red Dead or anything like that. Just kind of wander around for hours scouring over stuff I leave that to the Destiny community because they're all insane and then I just find yep. out what they tell me to do didn't you just wear a Destiny shirt yesterday I did that a shirt you earned with your with your yeah we, we earned our our Destiny uh, earned the right to purchase our our Destiny uh, Moments of Triumph t-shirt we do that every year I so, test triumphing so I just want to say about open world in general like yeah. I, ha- I have this problem with the incidental nature of 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 those games okay. in that so i think of like red dead um i played the first one i haven't played the yeah. second one yet unfortunately sure but the level of attention to detail in that game yeah. in places you don't expect it such yeah. as you know little you know see it find a pamphlet somewhere right uh in, in in some post office or whatever and you find like this thing and it's like you know it's high res is a lot of care has been put into that by someone an artist presumably um, to try and get it exactly right, be really authentic and all that stuff. And that's fantastic. That side of it is fantastic. And then there's the other side of it, which is where you're looking around for some meaning and you're not finding it because you're not looking in the right places and no one's telling you where to look for that meaning. And you feel like maybe you get a sense... I sometimes feel like I'm wasting time. That's because I'm not maybe not good enough at looking for stuff. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, is a little, that a metaphor little bit. for life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything you just well. said, everything you just said is a metaphor for life? Yeah, sure, maybe. I, mean, maybe I really just, yeah. I I feel like uh like when you were when you were talking about the the Red Dead especially, like I think Red Dead 2 is a, is a really good example of what a a almost perfect open world would yeah. be in my opinion. You know, it's like it's like yeah, you you go off the the go off the the beaten path. You can mainline that story, but you go off and anywhere uh, you're going to find probably some interesting landmark with some nice kind of natural storytelling based on the setting. Straight up to all their wacky stuff is is kind of out there. You know, your your UFOs or whatever else you're going to find um, way, way deep. But I also spent like a lot of time, I think they populate their open world um, in a way in a way that makes it makes it worth doing. Like I, I spent a lot of time hunting in that game and looking for different kinds of animals so i could make a cool cool hat with a snake around it um or you know your fishing spots to do all that stuff like i i get into that sort of thing but also even the the small events that come up like the racing or like um like the kkk stuff was was really uh fun to find please don't quote me on just that like uh please provide some context so (laughs) did you kill them uh, I, I was going to, and then and then the the kind of scripted thing happens. So I mean, that's the other thing that I guess you can kind of look down upon is that a lot of these these events uh, will play out um, with your involvement or not. And like for the KKK guys, they were trying to hoist a cross up, and it fell on a bunch of them. I think I think you can great. say what that's makes also karma. Red Dead for me a little bit different than than other Rockstar games, especially the GTA series. Uh, Red Dead 2 doesn't feel like a theme park why yeah. a lot of like uh, open world games have the situation you're just like oh I can jump around run around you just cause whatever cause mayhem have funny events funny stuff to do and there's any anywhere I go there will be some, some funny stuff happening etc uh, a lot of that in Red Dead while you can uh, go on a hunt for a serial killer and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. is very passive and you can explore it, you invite it to, to watch, to breathe in the atmosphere and all this kind of stuff. But it's, it's not very exciting per se. It doesn't, enjoy, uh, it doesn't invite you to a thrill ride. Why GTA, on the other hand, is choke full with like stuff you can crazy batch it, crazy you can stuff uh, you can, can do in math with. And still, even though in Red Dead 2, the whole quality atmosphere and just sinking into that like immersive feeling made me spend 
hours over hours losing myself into that world while other games let's say like just cause etc I usually I get bored after an hour like if I do this oh this is a cool side activity this is fun once and then I never do it again because I just realize okay it, it doesn't feel natural it doesn't feel I don't know it feels more theme parky. Funny enough, I can lose myself better in Red Dead than in most of the open world game, which provide tons of, of uh, stuff for you to do. Yeah, so I think it's just like different types of players. Like that goes back to what Matt said about like feeling like you're wasting time. I think for a lot of players, they probably feel like you know just riding around some like Red, like um, Red Dead, like they're wasting their time because like uh, as players for a long time, you're conditioned to. Have I made any progress while I've played? Have I unlocked a yeah. new gun? Have I gained a skill point? Have I finished a mission or something? I think that, that goes right back Matt, to what you said, Matt. Like, and I think it's just like, it's, it's great that there is this option for different players. For example, um, I play a lot of open world games. I've only played Red Dead for like two hours or so. Um, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll now get it on PC and finish it there. But... Um, for example, what I find kind of annoying in in so I I I I've never done all the crazy stuff either. Like in Rockstar, like in, in GTA, like I always play the Rockstar games for the story because I think the story is fantastic. The voice acting, the writing, it's just yeah. stellar. You know, stellar stuff, stellar production values. I never mess around much because you know, again, maybe I'm the kind of guy where I feel like oh, you know, this this gets boring quickly, just like blowing cars up or something. I just want to see the story. But like what I really dislike with them recently is their trend towards all the the micromanagement realism stuff like eating, shaving, working out in, in GTA or whatever. I'm not a big fan of that. But again there seems to be a lot of people who are specifically drawn to that, who really, really enjoy that because I don't think I think if you enjoy that whole you know, like the the more realistic angle on an open world. I don't think anybody does it like Rockstar. Uh, yeah. Both quality. I mean, uh, barely anybody tries their hand at that. And if if somebody does, it's usually a lot of like, where just just your kneecaps popping. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm damaged. Wow, that was scary. Once you I pop, you can't stop. Fake knees. Mm-hmm. I learned them in Red Dead. But I mean, the thing the thing about Red Dead that, that you have to appreciate is like. Is like those those elements are not obtrusive in a way where it's like I can't continue this mission because I haven't eaten anything yeah. or or um, they're gonna react to. Do you have less health if you haven't eaten? I don't. I think you might. Um, it might be like a, a smile stamina thing, but like really, like you can go a very long time without eating, and it's not. It's, gonna... it's stamina if you have like the skinny body type. After a while, you have a little bit less health. But to yeah. be honest, like the the debuffs you get, uh, you don't really need to yeah. to care about that if you don't want to. This, this, it gets into mid max territory, is what I'm saying. But I think I think those things do what they set out to do, which is to make you kind of slow down. Um, I mean, the, 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 there's the, you don't uh, you don't unlock actual fast travel until way deep into that game. The rest of the time, it's that kind of cinematic mode. If you wanna if you wanna just take in the sights, but like, I, I think Red Dead is very good at making the player just kind of chill and not go after the next thing, which has the opposite effect of of when you, when you pop open an open world game and it is just jam packed with icons. Like just a sea of crap. Like I have the opposite thing where it's like I feel like I'm scouring or, or checking stuff off on a list, and it's like oh, I did the mayhem activity in this place. I'm gonna go do it in the next place, and yeah, and uh, like yeah, like what's kind of like like that that that, that uh, works for my OCD. Like I really appreciate like this. Um, you know, like I really love it when when open world games like when there's a a counter somewhere or a list of like hey you found all the collectibles in this location or something I can't stand that it. is yeah no that, that stuff that absolutely works yeah. for me I'm, I'm not into it either in fact I, I I like the idea that you'd have no map at all yep That's, that appeals to me a lot um, can disable even the map in, in Red Dead 2 can just disable it yeah but I mean Red Dead's not doing that thing right like the map icons are, are like uh, missions yeah you know, um, like on the actual physical map, like you can see where some of the animals are listed. But I think even then, like you're writing some of that down or you're 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 doing that. But um, it's very sparse, and the map you have is very immersive. That's why, like, like, look at look at like a like a Saints Row, for example. Yeah. It is just like do all the activities in this area, find all the stuff in this area. I mean, I might be with you on collectibles, you know, because it, it sucks to try and find like the hundred hidden, th- you know, tiki torch if but you don't know where you're looking. Yeah. But but yeah, like like if I. Whenever I look, open, a, open an open world game and look at the map, and it is just packed with friggin' icons of activities. I'm just, I, I usually just kind of do a sigh, and I'm like, uh, yeah, for me, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find out which of this stuff is actually stuff I want to engage with. I, I could see, like, from from your point of view, like how how that would be useful if you 
if you like that. I mean, it would just be nicer if, you know, you get a few bold things and then gradually you can peel back the layers and the world is still evolving yeah. and existing. Yeah. And you don't have, maybe you just get a few things at a time, but then you get new things that unlock and... I think that's a much better way of doing it. I don't know why people don't just do that. It's probably harder to do. But um, <laughs> well, I mean, like, we can sit here and talk about how how Red Dead is a fantastic open world game, but not a lot of studios uh, have the kind of capital to spend ten yeah. years working on a project. And having having a systemic systemic approach where you design um, certain quests and and event loops, which you then often in, in game games which have a lot of prequels, we can reuse that in a way and apply that like a, like a stem is way easier uh, to do for your team than spending probably hundred million alone on motion capturing animations and uh, for your horse f- exactly yeah uh, uh, you know real time real weather testicle simulation yeah. Yeah, that's not impressive anymore like like i think we've testicle moved, simulation no that cutting like, edge. but we've moved beyond like horse mocap but they've done yeah. they did it, they did it again right call of yeah, duty yeah, did yeah. that like call of duty did that like 7 years ago or with something with the dog no, no with horse, the horse. horse yes mo-cap. yes Richard, they did horse mocap with a dog i'm talking it about kind of uh, weird especially when the horse kept wagging its tail i'm kind of talking <laughs> about the uh, the the what's the one call of duty that never finished that everyone hated Ghosts, yeah, with the That's with the, the one ice they do, they do, like, yes. They do uh, dog mocap in that. Everybody does that. Yeah, you, you, you like, know what I'm saying. I think the next, like, if you want to go to the dog Everybody bullets. does that. Like, you walk into any game studio, it's like, and this is our dog mocap studio. To be honest, dog mocap there, is actually a, not that hard a, to make. Horse mocap, on the other hand. That is, that. How much that dog is... mocap have you guys been doing? Well, I haven't done it. I love, I love, I love this. Like, like guys, that, that's not special. Like, I think mm, if you want, to, if you okay. like, if you want to be cutting edge, yeah. you do something like mocap on a whale, for example. That yeah. I would be deeply impressed. You gotta. I, I think uh, deeply, deeply impressed. That's well. I, you guys don't know that, but that Deep, is deeply bluely sealy impressed. That, that is how Kojima opens Metal Gear Five. Um, <laughs> he actually set that whale on fire uh, and then catapulted it into the air. All mo-capped. Very, very big attention to detail. Was Diamond Horse mo-cap? Diamond Horse uh, was mo-capped and also trained to poop on command. Just well, like just just like Hideo Kojima. Are you talking about Butt Stallion? No one's talking about you Butt said Diamond no. Horse? Because we're not stuck in 2003. How dare you? I'm glad I missed that. Anyway, um, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is like, like Rockstar has a lot of time and a lot of money to put into their games because yes. they know they're going to make it back. Um, and I think I think that would, they would almost be singular in their ability to, to do that sort of thing. Like, uh, especially once you once that game came out and you hear about some of the stories about how development went, like, they, they put a lot into it. Um, so it, it's a pretty high standard to, to hold to other open-world games. But um, That is actually something I dislike in the gaming community. What's that? Like in general, as an idea that you know, so, once something great comes out, everything has to be like it. It is whole, yeah. it is held as a standard. <laughs> yeah. You know, like because that also that doesn't Dark that Souls, doesn't The leave, Witcher, that doesn't leave room for, for for something being exceptional, right? Like if everybody now expects like you know, oh, everything should be like Red Dead, rather than saying, hey, no, everything should be like I don't know what, what other, but like you know, Red Dead is just like an exceptional thing up, you know, on up on up I, on a mountain, I, I really like think on Mount that, Olympus yeah. or something. I mean, I, I find I, that weird. I, always. I, I already think that games should just people developing games should stick to their own ideas yeah. for the most part, like have their own vision, do their own thing, and then right. they become unique, and then I mean, people yeah. you, you can be inspired by things, but but have your own take. Like I mean, uh, if you if you like what what, what sometimes. Uh, you you see is that a lot of games try to, especially in RPGs since Witcher, um, there are many RPGs which try to have like, oh, we have dialogue trees, we have open world, we have this, we have that. Basically like The Witcher, but actually we are only like a B-budgeted game. Um, you see that with a lot of like Focus Home uh, titles as an example, where you're like, I see a really good game and a very good creative vision in the core of this game, but it ended up being too big for its budget and for its team size you because it tried to hunt it down that kind of like witcher feeling you whatever. guys are coming dangerously close to my my uh, people talking about video games pet beef it's kind of like imagine what like if people that applied that same logic to other stuff no you know, no, 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 no people like saying you know, like some like like you know rat that is the new standard imagine if back then it's somebody like said well you know freddie is not a genius freddie mercury is just it's the new standard if you don't sing like freddie 
They I guess do. you just they suck. do to that extent. That, that's the uh, thing. That I is exactly. I've never the, seen that anywhere to the same degree as in video it's games. Exactly the same thing that I'm that I, that I talk about is is, is, is kind of adjacent to what you guys are saying. Is like when when people look like that, and I'm I'm guilty of it too, very very rarely, but it drives me nuts when Quite people. Frequently. No, I don't think so. I'm not talking about that. Um, I'm not talking about whatever you're projecting onto me, son. I'm talking about like when people are talking and they're like, they they see a game come out and it's like, yeah, man, imagine this game, but with the Fallout open world and the writing from The Witcher, and then it's like you just kind of hodgepodge all your favorite features into that game. Yeah. Like people always do that, and whenever something comes out, it's the same thing. It's like this space combat would be great if it was the space combat from. Zone of the Enders, or you know, like whatever. Oh, like, just, I've yeah. never heard anybody say that. But Zone of the Enders is amazing. You need to get in that Jahuti. You need to get some Jahuti for that booty. We can play the HD collection one day, Marcel. No, <laughs> Educate God, no. You can't go God, back. No. You put it in front of me, you just can't see it. I asked by accident yesterday, I, I realized that I've played a Hideo Kojima game and what his best game is. No, on a train no. with Richard. This is the best Hideo Kojima game. Castlevania Lords of Shadow. It's not. Okay, look, while we're talking about Kojima and Thank open you. worlds, you, what man. about uh, the last, so the last Metal Gear, right, had yeah. some open worlds. Survive. Stuff. Ooh. Is that? The, the actual last Metal Gear, you troublemaker. Um, but yeah, that had some, that had, a cha- it was a change to right. Metal, Metal Gear. Right. I mean, did you enjoy that decision? Yeah, I thought the gameplay in 5, or V, because 5 never came out, conspiracy. <laughs> Bring him back. Um, uh, the the gameplay in, in in Phantom Pain was probably my favorite in the series. Actually, like yeah. the, the Would minute you to say minute the loop, gameplay yeah. was phantominal. Was I be phantominal? Just a moment of silence. We're, and, we're gonna cut the silence out, right? <laughs> hashtag phantominal. I'm gonna lengthen it. I'm gonna like triple the silence in the. That's a good it's idea. Like ten minutes of silence. <laughs> he deserves that. <laughs> Okay. Nice. It was it was really good. Like like being able to kind of approach approach uh, the the kind of enemy bases however you wanted. A lot of the tools that they put in there were fun, um, and it had it had it didn't have as much of the kind of trademark nuttiness that you get in a lot of a lot of the other Metal Gears. But it had it had it had enough. Like the it, it had its bathroom joke. So I mean that's in there. Also, the greatest addition you could enjoy gameplay for longer than twenty minutes. Yeah. Without getting interrupted with a cutscene, which lasts an hour. I mean, there's plenty of that. Like when they they make you, they, there's a point where they make you replay the opening of that game, and that is thirty minutes of slow low crawling on the ground. But I think cutscene wise, that is of all Metal Gear games, probably with one. No, I think that might be the game with the least amount of cutscenes. What about S? Four was horrible in that regards. Obviously, yeah, but. yeah. For for you get to watch somebody cook eggs in real time. What about portable ops? Hmm? Yeah, I think what we can do, like to definitely improve the open world discussion, is get separate channels for the mics, so I can just mute Marcel for the. Uh, it's a good idea. Play back on it. Yeah, we'll put that on the list. Back to but open I think Matt Matt raised a good point. Yeah. Uh, what other examples uh, are there any examples that you can think of where you feel that an existing franchise that wasn't uh, open world to begin with oh, like went into it um, went successfully went into it because I mean, it feels like a lot that. of a lot of games do that these days yeah. like they try to go open world add open world somehow what's an example you can think of that Rage 2 got notably improved by the open world oh that's the opposite oh. that was the other one was Rage 1 open world yes you could also already drive around. Which okay. game got better by open world? By adding open world? I can't. Ooh, I, I, I think it's hard enough for me to think of games that just added open world. Do you have a few of those? Dragon Age? Kind of Didn't got better. Ish. I like the open world aspect, kind of, but didn't got better. Gears? Yeah, Gears. Gears added open world, but it was more like a like a like a quiet times or is more yeah, like a quiet times yeah, set like, dressing like, piece. Yeah, like some, some story reflection or something while you head on to the next set piece. I mean, it's the same thing. Like Rage Two, yeah. um, I just finished the DLC recently. Wow, um, I'm committed. I, I finish games. <laughs> Look at me, I finish games. <laughs> oh, I just finished Monkey Island last weekend. You got there. I'm currently halfway into it, my girlfriend, into a Bridge Constructor Portal Edition. Holy shit, some of that stuff is complicated. Is that open world? 
it's not open oh, world. Okay. But it would, would it be better as open world? Monkey, Bridge Constructor? Perhaps. How about Monkey Island 2? I haven't played that yet. Oh. You need no to play that. Um, and, you know, Rage, like, the combat is phenomenal. It, it's a ton of fun. All the open world stuff in between, I just drive around quickly to the next thing. Yeah, but that, that, that's the thing that, that kind of gets me. Is because, like, like, that is the opposite of, like, what, what Matt talked about or what you guys talked about with the Rockstar stuff. There is, apart from, like, the, the objects, like, you know, like, the icons, it doesn't feel like there's anything. Like, it, I never, in the in, while playing Rage 2, have I just for a second felt, oh, uh, I want to go back there. Is there anything? Because you know, like I see, oh, there's no icon. There's not anything interesting here. So it's you know, it's the opposite thesis of what you talked about with with something like Red Dead, where you want to walk around and see, like, hey, you know, maybe there's a vampire here. Maybe there's some guys, uh, you know, doing whatever. But it's, in, in it's Rage open world it's, to have open world on a box is what it is. Is yes. No Man's Sky an open world game? Yeah. yeah. What What do you think about it's it? open universe? Strictly. How does How does that? Because. I know it's Open evolved. World. So I know it's evolved a lot since yeah. the, the the release that was a bit painful for right. for people that, that backed it and so on. Um, but there's something about that. Just by looking at pic- images, I've never played it, but mm-hmm. by looking at it, that didn't make me want to play it because I knew what kind of open world I could expect. Sure, and you know, I think you actually. I think you summarized that actually really well. Like, like I do. I, I put a. I put a, a few hours into, into No Man's Sky. Like I really, I really enjoyed my time with it. But I, I got it. I got it when, during one of its discount times. But um, you're right in that. It doesn't take very long to kind of peel back what those open world missions are going to be. You know, it's like I go to the. Uh, to this rundown facility, it's going to point me towards a salvage place, or it's going to point me towards a another facility where I'm harvesting that for resources. And like those are pretty cookie cutter, and they don't they don't break out a lot. Uh, I think that, that that's why some of the the base building and the the Stargate stuff they put in there that really get you to explore a little more uh, and see some of the the odd or horrifying animals. Like they they put in they put in a lot more sandbox. Than they did structure because anytime you get into a lot of those missions, it's really, it's really you, you'll 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 peel back the layers on that super quick. I know it's just un- totally unrealistic, but for me, like the the perfect thing would be you go to these planets, these mm-hmm. strange places, yeah, and something about the the geology or like the geography of it means that you get different types of activity there mm. like and that it's really unique to that place and you get yeah some quest comes off you know like i don't know there's some kind of um connection there that grounding you know because because as you say if they if you get these kind of things you know it's a game you're playing a game mm. and and i hate that feeling yeah you you get that you get that to an extent. Like they do have different kind of biomes, and they do they do mean different things. But um, I think I think the most glaring uh, thing you can say about No Man's Sky is that you can kind of peel that back really quickly to the to the point where it's it's like I'm I'm going to a uh, a no oxygen planet. I know what what kind of uh, materials are going to be there. I know what kind of threats are going to be there. And like there's there there are some really unique kind of seeds or, or really um, uh, seldomly generated. Sort of planets, and you, you do find some wonderful moments. I, I definitely think that uh, that No Man's Sky is worth worth grabbing on sale and and flying around because they did a ton for player onboarding and building bases and all that stuff. But uh, but in terms of open world, maybe maybe one of the things that we're noticing as we keep talking about this in this group is like it, it almost seems to be a balance between how much how much sandbox nuttiness you got in there and how much uh, crafted content you have in there, yeah. and maybe that's that finding that line. Can be a little difficult. So we didn't really talk about The Witcher uh, right. three. Yeah. Um, I guess. Um, I think I think it, we should talk about it. Well, point of power. Yeah. I better draw from it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it it is. There are things about it that I I've played it all the way through, and yeah. there are things about it that I don't I still don't like mm-hmm. about which, the open which world. Which game we talked about now? Uh, Witcher. The Witcher three. Sorry, I was confused because he said did not like. Yeah, I know, I know, but, but I know. Fantastic, by the way, it's like, a good example for something that went open world. Like you did, you yeah. didn't like, like it. It wasn't before, so that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, I actually, I'm not sure. I so yeah, there are some things. There are a lot of things about the earlier Witcher games I don't, I don't like very much. But the trading the, cards. Yeah, the trading cards. The third, the third part is just. Um, I have this issue with knowing. I just don't know what. 
I don't know what to do next. I, yeah. I, I just feel like overwhelmed with mm-hmm. stuff. And then you go to find some, you go to and do a little quest or something, and you find that the loot is really under leveled or whatever. And it's there's no real fault of yours that that's you, it's not been communicated to you somehow. Like that you find the sword and it's like, oh well, I don't need that anymore. And there's so many swords, and you're like, well, I don't need any of those. I, I there there are kind of basic gameplay parts of it I don't like. The thing that kind of threw off the 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 loot in Witcher for me was the the crafted sets. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was, I would, you know, sometimes I would dip in and try other armor if it was just if the numbers were better. But essentially, those those uh, three armor sets that you're kind of crafting throughout the game kind of carried me in in, in, in a lot of places. Messed up the loot for me really bad. I think the the the, the only offender. When it comes to the the classic um, old world Skinner box tropes, in Witcher Three were catches and crates, so like the the collectathon thing. But when it comes to quests, yeah, and exploring things, then Witcher Three was absolutely stellar. Yeah, I, yeah, um, I mean, uh, I don't know. So I agree with Basti. I, think. Okay. So I still think that Witcher Three is one of the best games ever made. But it's I found a, game, a few examples yeah. of games. That were not open world and that were, I think, made notably better by being open world. Okay, well, hit me. Burnout. Yeah. Paradise City. Wait, was three? You know, Burnout open? Paradise was called not Paradise City. It was the song. The Guns and Roses obsession. It, it was, but it was the title song also of the game. Was okay. three open world? No. Then I disagree. Like before, it was just like here you pick the next race. Yeah, the races. Yeah. No, I think I liked. Uh, I think I liked three more. Do we know um, if um, Cyberpunk... Cyberpunk's going to be an open yeah, world game. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. God of War. Yeah, again, I, I, don't, I don't see the point of it. I, there, there was some stuff to kind of go around and do, but it was, it was, a, little, it was a little sparse. I would love to, to commend that, but I'm, I'm very sorry, but I never played the new God of War, and I should totally do that. You should. Please play th- me. I but I played all other even the PSP titles. And I think, for me, seeing the new God of War, which looks like a great game, feels so completely like the whole genre shift, etc. feels yeah, so completely out there that it is even hard for me to, to get the idea of, like, did that game become better as an open-world game or did it become something completely different entirely? Like it it became better because it started giving a crap about its story more than Kratos' super mad punch as much. I kind of enjoyed that the story was completely wacky and yeah, no. uh, bullshit in the old games. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, there are games where I totally get behind camp, um, but I, I think God of War never really clung with okay. me for, for that reason. And it, it, I think God of War could have done what it wanted to do without being uh, that open world. Uh, it, it does have. Yeah, is it the open world part which makes it so good? No, I mean it, it does. It does have like that, like the gears thing you're talking about, where it's like we're doing a lot of ex- uh, exposition, like we're going to talk to each other on our way mm-hmm. to the next yeah. thing on the boat, especially on the boat, exposition yeah. time. So, so maybe if they tightened it a little bit, I mean, you're not really, you're not boat really going out and exploring the boat boys. A couple of boat boys just boating around. What else you got? Well, it dep- you know, it's always. I think like open world is one of these things that people have very different definitions on. Yeah. Arguably. Yeah. Assassin's Creed. No, that's the first one. It, how, how, how would you argue that? Yeah, the first one. Well, the first one was still at a certain point. I go to a map, and then I have a loading screen and go to a different a city. Huge, like and in Odyssey, you can, without whatever, loading, like, I can go from from one part of but also Greece in Witcher, to my ship, different, sail around. Areas in the open world where you have to load in, so like now it. Yeah, I would I count know, Assassin's would, Creed as open world. Assassin's Creed is open world. Like yeah, from the beginning, I would say yeah. it's open world. Hmm. Next one, he's out. We broke him. Well, personally, um, maybe that's more. Uh, um, my personally, my favorite Ghost Recon game is Open World Wildlands. I enjoyed way more than all the Ghost Recon games before. I played a lot of them. Wildlands is by far my favorite. Oof. Because I really like the this approach of like you know I can go from come from any angle, get on my helicopter. That was a fantastic helicopter pilot by, by way, Richard. You were, in case you didn't know, you were no. The helicopter was fine. The play uh-huh. didn't work out. Helicopter was great. However, you want to fondly remember these things. No, yeah, Wildlands. I, I, I think, I think it, it, the the thing with Ghost Recon was that it, it definitely benefited from being open world. Like, um, like, like compared to the earlier titles, I think, I think that jump that jumped it really well. Uh, the rest, the rest was alright. It's, it's a great game with friends. Um, what about uh, what Zelda? about yeah Zelda? I mean, some people like you, you guys argued before that it was always open world in a sense they just walked around the map. Yeah, I mean, but that's, that, that was, that, Zelda's the interesting one for me because it seems to be like right in the middle. Like you, you can yeah. do, you can do a lot of stuff out of order. 
Um, the the world is there at all times. You can walk up. There's no there's no notable loading times between those dungeons. But um, but yeah, there's I mean, a loading time, isn't there? That's a that's a Super Nintendo game. game. Oh, I thought you meant Breath of the Wild. Sorry. No, no, and that wouldn't be like for me like like the you know that that's why that's why the Zelda franchise is kind of the the interesting hazy mirror to look at open world in because like Link to the Past is. It has an overworld map. It has dungeons in it. You can do that in whatever order you want. Yes, there are items that will will kind of be necessary to get certain things, but uh, it's a lot more freeform than you might think. You're not just going to the next dungeon one after the other. I remember as a kid, I was I found it really difficult because all yeah. the other games that I played... Were linear. Were linear. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember playing that thinking, well, what do I do? I don't know where to... Nobody's saying, well, I have to... I'm just free. I can just walk around. Um, what do I do? But that was that was talk. that was the interesting thing. It was like yeah. when when Wildlands came out, and they were like, "Oh, it's fully open world." And it's like, what? So would well, you say that you prefer having a strong dictatorial hand telling you where to go and what to do? I don't know. Like I, freedom. I've only lived my own life, Marcel. So I cannot. I only speak from my own experience. Your life is open world, Matt. It's really not. It's a very closed, oh. blinkered. Uh, <laughs> it's a race track. It's a corridor shooter. Yeah. Uh, no, I would don't know. I'm, Forza. I, I don't know. I'm I'm quite open to Horizon, it. yeah. I'm quite open to it now, to openness. Uh, uh, it's just it's just it's just there there is that sort of especially if you're a, a noob yeah. or a novice, there is a certain element of what is the best thing for me to do. I don't know, and the more of that feeling that there is, the more I the less I enjoy, the more anxiety I feel. Interesting. I've heard I've heard of this before. That's how I feel about Breath of the Wild personally. Yeah, like that. I don't feel like, it's just like, hey, here's here's a bunch of pictures. Mm-hmm. Find this place. I'm like, well, I love that game so much. Fantastic. I did all the so templates in every single one. I, I I can definitely like this is those one of those bad. things where where I'm not uh, I'm not like you're wrong about this. Like I can totally see where these guys are coming from about having an experience. Uh, the, the, there are there are certain games that kind of challenge you to get more into their their world and their rule sets. And some people really resonate that, and and I I do agree that that there's also gamers who enjoy, you know, like having having something presented to them a little bit more. And there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, so I can see when you look at that open world map, and it's just like, yeah, it's just a map. Put your own markers down, uh, take pictures, I guess, if you want to. Like I can see how that that really leads people to be like, I don't know where to go. Therefore, anywhere I go could be wrong. Therefore, what am I doing? Could be really. I, I, I had a hard time getting back in. I took a break for for Breath of the Wild, and like the when it, uh, taking a taking a month off that game is, it's like a I punch in the face. So like you get back in, and you're like, what the hell was I doing? I have a million quests. I have a million markers that I put down myself. Uh, thank God they added that little hero's journey thing where it literally mm-hmm. just draws on the map every place you've been, like in order, so you can see how bad I am at that. So I mean, like. Open world games, good. Are you looking at me or? I'm looking at everyone. I don't know. You're looking at me. I'm saying like there's a, there are many open world games I greatly enjoy. Yeah. But nowadays I realize myself when I look in my big pile of shame or when new games coming out, <coughs> I check check the game and if I see the tag or know that oh this is an open world game, it makes me more like ah oh, I, I cannot deal with that anymore. Like oh, give me some give me some narrow small experience or give me a game which a ne- very very narrow open world like Deus Ex where I can play around things but okay. not huge. Um, I I have seen so many open world games in the last couple of years and I know that most of them mean commitment for hundred plus hours and I'm, I cannot do it anymore. Like yeah. give me give me a small, I even say give me a short good game, fifteen twenty hours. A great linear experience. Maybe give give me some room to 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 play around in the sandbox, but not too much. And I'm I, I, that's okay for me. That's the reason why I never played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn because that game hit me at the point when I felt world fatigue. And I know it's a great game. Everyone tells me it's a great game. I've it installed on my PlayStation forever, and I, I cannot overcome myself to play it because I know it will be another like very very long drawn out. Uh, even though incredibly beautiful uh, world experience and yeah. I cannot do it anymore for, for me sounds like I need to play Red Dead 2 because maybe it's this is like some evolution is needed that's, mm-hmm. I think that's the, definitely for me like before I, I'm the same as Basti like before I can play it another open world game I have to know that they're doing something with that formula to, to, to really um, make it more um, 
sort of you know, take you on a journey um, and have more of that curation stuff. I keep going on about that word because I, I think it's really important for me as a player yeah. to, to be to be presented something. Yeah. Just like you said. Um, I also I just remembered also a couple of games like um, Mafia and yeah. L.A. Noire oh. where they just had open oh, worlds yeah. but there was Noir literally is, yeah. nothing to I, I think Mafia was the first yeah. open world game where I thought there's no point to this yeah. especially like with, the, with the like you had to follow the, the law when driving like as soon as there was speeding limit like yeah. where, you know, as soon as you got on the wrong side of the road so the cops yeah. would come down on you they did that like, in, it, uh, there was like it, it just felt like a, a chore to play that yeah. they like, did that in Godfather like, which, I never played that. Can I can I spoil Godfather because it has yes. probably my favorite the open movie world story. or the game both? Okay. Uh, spoilers for Godfather, um, but like it's an it's an open world game and they do they do the, they do the kind of um, cars driving really slow in in that time period thing. But the best the best thing my, my it's one of my favorite like hey you're you're in a video game sort of things is like end of the end of the Godfather. Uh, Corleone is like uh, kind of solidifying his power, and like you see all of his enemies getting getting kind of blasted one by one while he's at his uh, at his wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the game, you're the one guy who does all those hits. <laughs> it's like it's like you hear the ceremony going on, and you're just like speeding as fast as you can in your forty mile an hour car, like to different people's houses in this open world. And you're like getting out like. <laughs> Corleone blam and then it's like back in the car like while the wedding thing is still going on it's like you could I mean it really took do you have like a strong time limit yeah yeah it takes it takes some of the um, it takes some of the power fantasy out of the movie because it's like it's like this massive mafia boss you know you can only ask one dude he's like Jamie this is going to be really tough but look you gotta there's four look there's four people different places come on man this is gonna look really. Cool. It's gonna look so cool, and you know, the player character's like, "Yeah, okay, go, cool, cool, boss." That that was my. That's probably my favorite open world uh, and uh, and video gamey mashup experience. What about you, Marcel? Open world good? Uh, well, I mean, uh, one of my favorite franchises is is firmly an open world game. So there's that. Overwatch. Yeah. Oh. No, I was actually talking about uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do have occasionally the open world uh, fatigue thing, where like uh, in between, I'm actively looking like like I now did with Portal, so for some smaller, quicker, linear things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually I'm super uh, super excited to play Call of Duty campaign again because it feels like these days there is not a whole lot of here's a quick. Finish a level. There's a cutscene. The next level starts shooters anymore. Yeah. Everything is open world, you know, or going in the direction. So I'm really, actually excited for like you know like a small palate cleanser. Like this is a linear yeah. thing. You know exactly it is going to take you ten hours max, and then you're done. But I still like I, I over like overall like uh, open world games. Um, my only concern is recently that it's it's become this weird arms race where like you know people always throw out like this map is like these how many square kilometers that, or whatever that's exactly the thing I think I think um, I think time is a value proposition that that they can sell I'm gonna sell you a game that you can sink countless hours into because you know that that's still a selling point and if they have to do that by blowing up a giant map like just cause one that had nothing in mm-hmm. it or or what's the what's the game we were just talking about the LA noir open world for zero reason um, like you still can say, hey, this is an open world. It's going to take you this long. You're going to traverse. You're going to living. It puts you. It gives you so many cool things to kind of put in box shots or or headlines that that I think you, you, it's interesting to see people like you guys. All three said the same thing. Like it gets fatiguing. You you could like a shorter experience. Even talking about it, like you just kind of like, oh man, a little a little tired. So I, I think it's interesting to see that stuff kind of come back. Uh, in a way that you know the open world really blew up. Maybe it's kind of receding a little bit. Yeah. You know what I wonder? Like, like with something like La Noir. Yeah. I I like to imagine the meetings. Yeah. Like you know where they re- reviewed the game with the with their you know like whoever was the executive in the, the charge and it, it could just go like so. So you spend like these tens of millions of dollars to build your and you do what exactly in the open world? Or you drive to a mission and nothing. Oh, I mean, I think I think for like them, good investment, I guess. I, I think in that particular game, they walked in and they were like, "Oh, yeah, no, it's done." And they were like, "But we haven't put anything in that, and we still have all this plan." Like, no, no, it's good, it's good. Finish the game. Yeah, they were like, yeah. Yeah. "We're good," and also Brandon, yeah. get the fuck out. Brandon, never show up here again. <laughs> Go explore the open world. 
where's your whore of the orient now <laughs> oh man um so yeah, my hope is just again as somebody who likes it in theory i hope there's gonna be maybe a a um trend in the future where they go back to like making the games a little bit denser yeah. like hey you know like it doesn't have to be this gigantic map if if you can have a smaller map and still a lot of to do that's fine yeah um again for that as somewhat again like blame video game discourse yeah that people still have this well you know um I, this game only gave me 100 hours for my 60 bucks long dude yes that's a lot of time that's but a lot yeah so yeah um uh, so at the start we started saying that we want to say uh, every week now a happy birthday to a beloved oldie and i'm not talking about matt i'm talking about video games <laughs> and so to to counter that at the end mm-hmm. um we we also want to have another little quick fun segment every week and now i'm talking specifically about matt because matt it's time for Matt's question for the week. For, for the week. Yeah, the, the week. So yeah. let me explain. Yeah, okay. The week part of it is spelt W-E-A-K. We'll spell so, that. Ooh. Yeah. Just if you didn't get the joke, then it's I... for the week. I'm happy to explain any of the jokes that I tell in case. Like beloved In Flames song, only for the week. Exactly, yeah. yeah. What's your question, Matt? Um, my question this week is... What happened now? I think he's broken. I've just forgotten my question. (laughs) Well? Give me a second. Mm -mm. Um, Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. My question this week is, what is the definitive golf game? Uh, Hmm. Because okay. I want to play the more old Game Boy because I love that one and I think it was the last golf game I've ever played. Wii Sports. Okay, we got Wii Sports from Marcel. That whatever golf game I played on game my Game Boy Golf. Game Boy Mar- Golf. Mario probably. Golf was it? Uh, you're all fucking wrong. It's Wildlife Country Club on the N64. It had one course. Uh, me and my dad played that forever. It's just uh, it's it's just Wildlife. It's horrible is that wild eye why way way lay why lie it's like the name of the country it's like why country club it was it was before before tiger woods showed us or or links on the pc that you can have more than one course in your golf game and more than one skin color on the golf course that's right <laughs> revolutionary yeah for me for, so i'm going to answer my own question yeah. for me it's none of those it's mini putt a pc a windows only uh kind of crazy golf game yeah uh, but it's it's like playing imagine a mixture of like billiards mm-hmm. uh, pool snooker whatever you want to call it and a golf game and you get this it's basically like all about angles and it's I just had so much fun playing playing that with my dad and trying to outdo him it's uh, it's probably you probably can't even get it to install on a PC anymore so what, what I've learned today it's probably about 20 years old what I've learned today from you two guys is the only reason a young person would play a golf game is to spend time with their dads. Uh, how about essentially? Uh, how about anybody can play Neo Turf Masters? It is a fantastic introduction to golf. It's on the Switch now. It's fucking awesome. The soundtrack is awesome. One of the selectable characters is just named Young Hero. Play Neo Turf Masters, and then you, maybe you can work your way up to Wildlife Golf. Okay. Todd Howard so, has not played Neo Turf Masters. Well, allegedly, uh, Todd Howard mainly plays Madden, so. Ugh. Which is an RPG in its own way. Alright. So, uh, thank you, gentlemen. This was largely enlightening mm-hmm. and perhaps even entertaining. That's for the listener to judge. If people, if people want to tell you that it was not entertaining, Richard, where can they tell you so? At projectilelunchcast at lunchcast.com. Wait, what's our email address? you got to do that first. The email address is projectilelunchcast at gmail.com. Okay. But people can talk to you on One Twitter word? at Richard. What? One word? How else would com? you do an email address? That's just to clarify for the, for, the, for the listeners. Do you know how emails work? Richard, where can I talk to you on Twitter? You can find me at, at uh, rage, rage4 underscore open world missing folder. Okay. They can talk to Basti at... At BastianTun, T-H-U-N, on uh, Twitter. And they can talk to Matt on Twitter. At Goatflip. 
I love that. What you couldn't see, unfortunately, right now is that he pretended <laughs> he to be flipping an imaginary goat in the air. So that was cool. Uh, or you can talk to me uh, at com underscore Raven on Twitter. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. And we listen, we look every time, every time I fuck it up differently somehow. It's amazing. Wait, let me do it again. <clears throat> we look forward to being listened to you again by you next week, Thursday. Thank you. And Todd Howard is the inventor of the open world. See Goodbye. That, see that mountain over there? You would have fucked that up too.